podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's got to 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Yo! Hello, welcome to another uh, Touchy Gunas podcast. My name's Lewis. Um, I'm joined by German Dan and we've got Shabs, gentlemen. Whoa, 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 whoa. German, Dan. Nigerian, yeah, because he drives Ooh. a German, doesn't he? He drives no, a no, German. They, 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 they're calling me German Dan now since I got my new car, Shabs. To be fair, that was, oh. I, 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 did, um, I did that by accident, actually. <laughs> oh, Lewis. Oh, Lewis, I gave you the out. You didn't need to admit it there, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like you, <laughs> you put yourself back in. But yeah, this is asking you. How, how you guys doing anyway? Yeah, I'm all right, man. All right, can't yeah. complain. Can't complain. We're recording a little bit earlier than usual today. Um, simply because we, we've all got prior engagements to do this evening and we don't want to be recording too late after the, the, after the France game. Um but let's talk a little bit about the France game. Because you know what? Just before you guys were coming on, I was just doing my fan slide team, right? And, you know, I was I was having a I was having a quick look at um, you know, my the options available to me for the for, for the fan slide team on both games, right? If you guys don't know what fan slide is, it's the it's the first in-play fantasy football game, right? And it's completely free to play. And literally you you just enter your team you can shuffle about players after 20 minutes and you can win actual cash so for the um portugal france game tonight there's uh, the winner gets 200 quid so i'm going all for it cuz you know miss mrs birthday's coming up right mrs birthday's coming up. i need the extra cash and i'm thinking what's the best way to combat this right so what i've gone for is pretty defensive first 20 minutes right i, I think it's going to be nil nil after 20 minutes what do, what do you guys reckon i'm i'm going the other way to you man i think early really goal. early go and baps and baps on the counter so what have you put mbappe in your team yeah yeah he's going straight in going straight in i've done patricio ruben diaz and kante i'm looking to get with those defensive points i, I think lou you're onto something man i think um you know, in these, how often do we see like you know big teams, whatever whatever level it is? How often how often do you see big teams in very open games? You know, they're always like you know this is a big game, um, both really good teams. I think it's going to be tight in the opening exchanges. To be fair, so I, I I kind of understand that logic. Could be wrong, obviously, but I get it. Well. If you look, this is all part of the fun and games, right? No one knows exactly what's going to happen, and it's um, you know it's it's time to 
put put your knowledge to the test, I guess, and see who does come out trump. So you can look, you can play with your friends, you can play with us lot online. Go join the fan slide app and you can get into the action. If you're watching live, go do it now. Go do it now. Like you've got 45 minutes until kickoff. Go download the app. They've also got like a refer a friend bonus as well, which is um I think if they if they win, uh you get you you get matched on the referral. Uh, bonus as well so that's a great incentive for you to join and then to jo uh, sign up a friend as well so um get signed up to that guys and um we're hoping for a really good game nil nil first 20 minutes please and then we can let the goals we can let the goals fly um a few more bits and pieces just before we get into the pod um we released a patron piece yesterday on uh albert lakonga um we've put the hex on him so he's probably not going to go and sign now um but yeah if you are interested in hearing like a full scout pre uh, piece on uh albert sambi lakonga uh it was me shabs and dan it was you right yeah yeah, yeah it was dan yeah right cool and sean yeah. and sean and sean sean was involved as well yeah 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 big up uh big up jessica yeah uh dan and sean did a very good job on her pods yesterday she knows arsenal so yeah, big up you guys good. dan was dan was yeah, rubbing his hands done. together i don't know i don't know what he was doing yesterday right, right? right. It's, it's the german motors giving him a newfound confidence just right Lewis, though. thinking he's ll cool j like I don't, I don't know what that was all about yeah, but, but, yeah. Dude, can 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 we quickly ask Dan to just explain himself because boy, I, I heard some 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 wild comments, you know. <laughs> you know? Hey man, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's pure it's pure soccer propaganda, man. That's all it is, man. I said, oh, oh, I said I'm gonna be at the forefront of uh, of the pro soccer, um, you know, the vibe, yeah, the campaign, you, the we, propaganda. We that's we it. won't get that's into it. the into the into the nuts and bolts of what you actually did say. <laughs> it's not like nuts and bolts, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they were cooking, oh. they were cooking me this morning. Still, no, but you know, deservedly so, man. But it's yes. right. Them, them Spurs lot, they've been getting cooked for the last few weeks. So it's all right, man. It's all right. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the nitty gritty of uh, what's been going on this week. Let's start with some breaking news, actually. So people who are watching now and, you know, um, they might not have seen this and, you know, people listen, they might not have heard it either. So um, Martin Erdegaard has come out in a Norwegian interview and basically has said that he is staying at Real Madrid. They're going to give him a chance to play this season. He's going to join up pre-season with them. And that's it. Um, I guess... The optimist in me wants to say, well, you know, he probably is likely going to say that. Um, but it does feel quite definitive, right? Like, this does feel like uh, drawing a line on in the sand kind of thing and being like, this is my future plans. I'm staying at Real Madrid. Um, sorry, Arsenal. Uh, that's it. You need to find someone else. So, uh, Shabs, I'll start with you. Um, what did you uh, What did you think of the... Uh, of those comments from Erdegaard and, and and what does that mean for us going forward in that number 10 position? Yeah, I mean, if, if, if the comments are true, then fair play to him. You know, he's, he's, been, he's been at Real Madrid for a while. Um, he, wants a, he, he wants a shot. I think he deserves a, a shot in their first team. Um, he's, he's a player um, that, not that we were lucky to have, like we, you know, we're a big club with a big reputation, but we we're fortunate in the way that we were able to manufacture that 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 deal, that loan deal for us at the time. We did. I think what it means for us is um, it just clarifies the position. 
in terms of what we need to do in terms of going out and securing a, a number 10. Um, for me, that's a priority, especially even more so if um, we're not going to secure any kind of deal for Erdegaard for a second season. We need a number 10. Um, you know, um, the links to James Madison. Oh, my nose is running. Hey, fever's kidding me. But um, the links to James Madison, we just need to go out there and just, um, you know, just, just just sign him or find a creative outlet or two, you know, and just wrap that up ASAP. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, Dan, similar thoughts or you, you yeah, holding on? You holding on for a bit more something a little bit more definitive, and we'll see how this goes. No, I think, you know, it was quite clear even when we were moving for that loan. Um, I think many people would have liked things to be different, but um, from the moment we moved from him for him, it was quite clear that if Zidane um, was staying at Madrid, we'd have uh, a good chance because Zidane had no intentions of using him. If Zidane moved on, then he'd most likely stay at, at Madrid. I think very little actually changed around this transfer. I don't think Madrid's asking price changed. I don't think, you know, their... Um, perception of the player changed it was basically down to whether Zidane was going to be the manager um or not and from there um you know he left and he's staying at Madrid so I don't think anyone can be you know particularly surprised at the situation or shocked that he's now staying because I think it was pretty much written um this is why, you know, with that Buendia stuff that was happening a few weeks ago, it was definitely very strange that, you know, Arsenal let him go to Aston Villa after bidding money for him, etc. Um, whether or not Arsenal let him do anything um, is up for, is definitely up for debate. But yeah, I like those James Madison links. If that is a possibility, the player wants to move here, I think they need to slap the peas down and let's get, let's get it cracking. You know, let's get it moving. Let's get him in um, and let's start making progress as a team. Yeah, the Madison link is is an interesting one, right? Because um, it's something that's quite newfound and, you know, we, we hadn't been linked to it. I think if you had said at the start of the summer, oh, you know, just the name James Madison really wouldn't have come on our radar, really. I think we were all kind of on the Jack Grealish train and, you know, I think that's likely not going to happen, right? Um, but the James Madison link is a interesting one because he is an exciting player and he is one of the Premier League's best players. So, if where does Madison rank for you if you were to compare him to Erdegaard, Shabs? Where, 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 if if you had the choice between them, where would Madison rank uh, amongst Erdegaard, Wendia, um, Grealish? Um, oh, interestingly, I'm ranking. Well, actually, it's, it's probably tougher than I thought. I I, I wouldn't have put. Madison and Odegaard in the same um, in the same bracket necessarily. Um, prior to looking at their numbers, just because I, I, because I think stylistically they're quite different. Um, they're quite different footballers, but in terms of their statistics and their numbers, I think I saw something the other day, and I, they're, they're, they're looking quite similar. I think James Madison takes a lot more shots, um, but you know, I think that's um, it's not really surprising to me. I would have put James Madison more so in the um, attacking midfielder, goal scorer type of bracket um, rather than a kind of sole uh, creative midfielder, uh, primary playmaker. It's just the way that I see things. Um, I would say Erdegaard, for me, he strikes me as a very natural playmaker. Um, 
you know, uh, finding intelligent pockets of space, um, creating chances, creating high um, quality chances, threading and finding the final ball. I think James Madison pops up in and around the box a lot more, um, gets on the end of things, but also creates. Um, Grealish is a different different type of player and a different option for me. Um, I'd rank him highly up there, to be honest with you. Probably, I'd, I'd take, uh, of all the of all the players that you've mentioned, I'll take Grealish first and foremost. I'll probably take Odegaard second. Um, Madison would be a third option and I, I rank them all kind of higher than Buendia, to be fair. And that's not to say that I don't rate Buendia. I do. Fuck that guy, man. Fuck Buendia, no, no, no. bro. I do, I do rate him, but yeah, it's not that's that's not an option at all at the moment. It's not an entity. Um, mm. That's just how 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 I would rank the players based on my 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 preference and what I like about. Yeah, them. yeah. Dan, what about you? Um, Madison Odegaard. If you had the option at the start of the window, who would who would be who would you have been leaning to? Um, I think I definitely would have uh, gone lent towards Madison. Um, for me, um, I think in terms of what I've said, my criteria for a number ten. Uh, needs to be in that four-two-three-one. That ability to um, score goals, I think, is very, very important. You know, I think um, technically uh, Odegaard might be um, better than than James Madison, but I rate Madison's ability to actually score goals um, as well as create as well, which I think is is that little element missing from um, Odegaard. If we are persistent with that four-two-three-one, um, then I think the fact that Madison is a shooter. Um, you know, uh, probably tips him um, over the edge uh, for me. And then I think as well, um, he has played as a number eight um, for Leicester uh, when they've been playing that 4-1-4-1 formation. He's been sitting there as one of the two eights alongside Tielemans. So he gives us that added flexibility um, if we wanted to to change it up and play uh, Madison and Smithrow potentially as eights together. Um, because I think when we tried it with Odegaard, it didn't really work um, too well, and uh, he lost a little bit of influence in the, in the game. So for me, I, 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 I'm not sure whether or not you know I'm saying one is a better player or not, but I think um, for our game, how we want to play, um, I would, I'm definitely picking um, James Madison for me. Mm. So it's interesting because. Um... Had you asked me at the start of the window, I'd have said James James Madison probably isn't attainable. Um, you know, Leicester finished above us in the league, in Europa League. Not that Europa League means anything, but it's like they're kind of on an upward trajectory, I would say. I mean, they finished the season poorly, bottled the Champions League. Um, but I wouldn't... It's not that James Madison isn't attainable. I just, I just would have thought... If he is available, maybe more teams would have been interested and, and Arsenal would have been at the bottom of those teams interested, right? Because we saw Manchester United linked with Madison, was it last season or season before last? Season before last, was it? Well, no. yeah. yeah, and 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 that was for quite silly money, right? That was like for, you know, 60, 70, 80 million at the time, was it maybe? Leicester were demanding. So to see him now come, seemingly come available, how realistic do you think this transfer target is for Arsenal? Because I still, it still hasn't sat well for me. Like, I still don't really think it's something that can happen. You know, I think it will cost a lot of money. You think about how much Leicester sold Harry Maguire for, right? They sold Harry Maguire for 80 million to Man United, right? And that's a centre-back, a bang average 
Premier League centre-back. We're talking about one of um, the Premier League's better attacking players. Why wouldn't we be looking in the same price facility and, and not anymore? And I just don't think we can afford to pay that amount of money. Mm. I, I, yeah, I hear you, dude. I, it depends on the number of factors for me. Um, you know, a key one being the player himself. Like, what's his mood and what does he say? Um, you know, is he entirely happy in the Leicester camp? Does he want out? Is he looking at something different? Has there been a fallout between him and Brendan Rodgers? Depends a little bit about Brendan Rodgers as well. Um, you know, does he still fancy the player? Um you know, I think Leicester as a club, they're, they're, they're not in a position where they need to sell. Um, you know, Leicester recruit extremely well. Um, they sell players extremely well. Um, I think if they are looking to sell Madison, actively looking to sell Madison, um, you're right. I think more of us would know about would know about it. But I think if um, they're open to, if they're not actively pushing him out, but they're open to offers, then... Um, it wouldn't strike me if they've already got someone else lined up, you know, someone, they've got a savvy player lined up somewhere or such is the way that they do their recruitment. Man. I, I, I really rate and respect their recruitment. Um, I think as far as like an offer in the region of 60 million pounds, um, it's not, we know it's not beyond us. We're, you know, we're talking about 45 million pounds for Ben White, you know, 50 million <laughs> yeah. pounds beyond Arsenal. Um, you know, um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be Arsenal's record signing. Um, so they can do that. I think they can match the player for wages. Absolutely. Um, you know, I don't think he'd be commanding like the top, top, top fee, even outside of um, Europe. It's just about like, would he want to make that move? And would he want to make that move right now? I get why he would want to come to Arsenal. Um, mm. Despite where we are at the moment, reputationally, we're still, you know, we're still up there with the big boys. Um, I don't get it from the, perspective of yeah I really would like to play for Arsenal under Arteta I don't I don't understand that at all I get it about coming to London living in London you know change of life like, like there, are, there, are, there are many aspects where I can see it and say yeah, yeah boom I'm not against the deal um I'm not against the deal at 60 million um probably maybe you could go beyond 60 million with clauses maybe throw in some unrealistic clauses as well the martial clauses you know, win the Ballon d'Or and all of that stuff there by the time and it goes up. I don't mind, um, but beyond sixty mil, I, I, I don't, I don't think it represents much value for money. To be honest with you, and I'd be saying there are better and cheaper options out there. We don't have to spend that much. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I was I was contemplating on whether to watch Love Island this summer, but it seems like I won't be able to escape it because we're going to have it at our own fucking football club, won't we? With all these uh, Love Island boys joining. Um, with the Madison thing, I do I do get it from a player perspective because yeah, we can knock it um, from you know a, fo- a, com- a completely footballing aspect where we say, look, Arsenal, we finished eighth two years in a row. We've got a manager who is very much underperforming. Our squad needs heavy, heavy improvement. Um, there's just so many things that went wrong this year, right? So it's like almost a thing of, well, well, why would Madison join? But you've got to look at how maybe Madison sees himself as a player. I know I know he's a he feels himself as a player. He's a he's he's a player very high on confidence. You know, he feels himself. He's a very high profile player. Him and Abamyang and get are gonna get on very well, right? He 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 I think he likes that that um 
that esteem that comes with playing for a big team. And, you know, you, you look at the, the England squad, right? He missed out on the England squad. Who's to say if he wasn't playing for an Arsenal week in, week out, that maybe he makes the England squad? Um, maybe not. I mean, we only had four players go to the Euros, right? So it's not a given that, you know, you play for Arsenal and you go to the Euros. But I think it, I think maybe something like that does play on a player's mind where it's like, well, I'm at Leicester, kind of out of sight, out, out of sight, out of mind. If I'm not playing against one of the big teams, then no one really cares, you know. And that unfortunately is, you know, what what Leicester have to deal with on a week to week, right? Unless they're playing one of the big boys, who's tuning into Leicester really? Like, no, no one really. You know, if Madison scores a goal, he's not making front page of the news. Um, if he scores against Burnley, whereas if he scores the winner against, you know, Burnley for Arsenal, all of a sudden you are you 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 are the name in lights. And I do wonder if something like that um, makes Arsenal an attractive proposition. Uh, Dan, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you do make a, a, a good point there. Like you look at, you know, the likes of someone like Jadon Sancho, um, who can't get a sniff, um, most likely because he's he's playing out, out of sight, out of mind um, in Borussia Dortmund. I think Gareth Southgate is a funny one um, in the sense that if you're not necessarily one of his um, preferred guys, you, you sort of have to do it um, for a consistent period um, before he before he picks you because you know someone like Lingard, um, you know, he'd basically given you six months of form in the past two years, um, and he was he was he was in the uh, England squad, um, you know, and and that's one of Southgate's um, guys, you know. So um, I do think something like that would be on his mind that whether or not he needs to raise his profile, whether or not Leicester match that profile that he's trying to. You know, trying to trying to get to, and I think Arsenal Arsenal would suit that. You know, we've we've already got um, a few guys involved in the England setup, set up both uh, in 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 the the main the main team. Saka man in a match yesterday, um, and then Ketia in the under twenty ones. You know, so um, there is a reason why um, Southgate comes and watches a lot of Arsenal games. Um, it's funny because I think Maguire, um, Chilwell. Uh, they they were getting picked from Leicester, but Madison wasn't really mm-hmm. quite getting that getting that same um, that same look in. So, you know, I think so maybe, maybe there positions is positions are kind of like you know like the players in those positions are kind of scarce. We haven't got many centre backs, left backs, not too many options. Either. Yeah, I think I think I think that is a factor. Um, but uh, I do think you know his his number ten position is is saturated uh, for England. You know, you got Foden, you got Grealish, you got Mount. Um, so if this guy uh, wants to usurp them, I think he needs to show that he can do it with some added pressure um, because, you know, Leicester, for all intents and purposes, um, are not a big side. Um, if Arsenal had similar seasons to um, what Leicester have done the past two years, um, they'd be getting a lot more criticism, I personally feel, um, than than what Leicester Leicester have been. You know, if you compare it to um, our two seasons before we finished um before we finished eighth, uh, last season under Wenger, last season um, under um, uh, the first season under Unai Emery, very, very similar to um, Leicester's last year, where Leicester are now getting praised for winning the FA Cup, um, finishing fifth. When Arsenal were doing that, you know, we were coming under heavy criticism. Uh, Wenger lost his job, people calling for Unai Emery's head. So, you know, the standards are, are very different. The expectations are 
very different. So if Madison could come up and be the main man for a club like Arsenal, get them up the table, get them finishing in the top four, um, I think he'd actually be a shoe-in for that, for that England squad. Mm. Just how realistic is this signing, though? Like, get out of 10, how confident are you guys <laughs> of securing a Madison? I'm at six. I that's yeah. not quite high, to be fair. That's quite high. You're talking six. Yeah. But that is high. I don't know how tangible the links are. That's that's the only thing. Um, so I don't, I, I'm not sure, man. It might be. If they solidify, then yeah, cool. I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe them a little bit. At the moment, I haven't seen much reputable that says yeah, yeah, yeah. we're seriously in for him. So. Mm. Um, mm. Low for me at the moment. Well, let's move on to another Love Island boy that we're going to pay ridiculous amounts of money for. Um, ben White. Um, I, I know, you, uh, Dan, you gave your thoughts on um, Jessica's pod last night on, on Ben White and uh, Sean did as well. Um, you guys spoke about how Ben White, not necessarily a bad player, but the fee is just a lot of money, right? You're paying £45 million for a centre-back. Um, you, <laughs> that centre-back, he better be bloody good, right? He, there's there's no qualms about it. You sat, you spent £45 million on the centre-back. He must be a game-changer for you. And I'm not convinced in Ben White's talent enough for him to be that game-changer. Although I think he's probably a good player. He's, he's multifunctional. He could play right-back, he could play centre-back. Decent centre midfield option as well. He's played there for Leeds or Brighton. I think. He, yeah, I think he's played there for for both for, for both teams. Uh, he's played as the right centre back in the three. He's played. Um, I think he's played as in in a um, in a back four as well. So he's a multifunctional player, which I'm sure Arteta likes. And he might be looking at it as like, well, maybe I can get away with not signing a right back because those those links seem to have gone a bit cold in terms of. Um, signing a right back uh we haven't been linked to a right back for fucking donkeys have we like when was the last time we were linked with a right back so um i do wonder if if arteta is looking at it as a signing that covers two positions and hence why he can justify the fee um of of which is looking to be above 45 million which was uh, i believe was our second bid that we uh, have put in so, um, Shabs, I'll come to you because you actually haven't spoken on the Ben White subject yet. Um, thoughts generally on Ben White as a player. And, um, you know, is, is this where we should be putting our, our resources into? I haven't watched him a lot as a player, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, and that's not to say that I haven't. Look, we've all seen Brighton play. He's just not a player that when I've watched Brighton... He's never really stood out for me, you know. Um, Lamptey, absolutely. Basuma, absolutely. If we're talking about players from Brighton who we should acquire, those would have been the two, um, you know, that I would have been screaming about prior to all these Ben White links coming in. So um, the links don't thrill me. The fee is one thing, but 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 that said, what I have heard about him, um, he is a good player. The bits and pieces that I have seen. Um, retrospectively, because I've gone back, you know, I like to do my research. Um, I've gone back and seen there are there are there are things about him that I'm like, okay, cool, I like him. Um, the issue for me, the biggest issue, or the two biggest issues for me are the fee, obviously, because I think the starting bid of 40 million is absolutely outrageous. Um, you know, it's only going to climb from there. 
Um, you know, it's at 45 at the moment. And even bigger than that for me is the um, Saliba implication because it just doesn't, it doesn't bode well for him at all. And, um, you know, we've gone out and spent £30 million on a centre-back, um, have not utilised that centre-back at all. And we're going out and potentially spending even more money on a centre-back who I believe is at best on an equal footing with um, Saliba based on um, my, my my eye observations of both players. Um, caveat that we're saying I've watched Saliba a lot more than I've watched Ben White. Um, but everything I see about Saliba, I like, man. I'm just, you know, flying like Ben White's got uh, experience of the league, the experience of the league that Saliba would have had if Arteta had, you know, managed the situation a bit better. So it doesn't bode well for me. And I think if we're going out and spending that money on this player, he has to be head and shoulders clear of Saliba as a starting point right now. Otherwise, it makes absolutely zero sense to me. And I think it's to answer the second part of your question about um, is it a, is it and should it be a priority? Um, I don't know because to me it depends on what the overall summer business is. If we're starting at forty mil and forty five mil for, for for him, and we go out and do a madness this summer, um, you know, and by madness I mean signing all of the areas where we feel that we're lacking. You know, strengthening in centre mid, um, getting a number ten in getting a right back in, a backup left back, um, then that at CB, and if we spend properly and recruit quality players in those areas, even potentially a left winger, um, I'm not going to complain about the £45 million spent. But if you say we spend that £45 million on him, maybe bring in Lekonga at another £17 million, um, maybe getting a number 10, and that's it, that underwhelms me. Mm. And as, as summer business, we might spend 150 million there, 120 million there, whatever. Um, it underwhelms me it, it, in the transfer window. It does. It, I, I don't think that's enough to bring us close to um, where we need to be at the start of the season before ball's been kicked. So, mm. where we need to be is top four, by the way. So, I don't know. It's really difficult to answer now. I think to, 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 we have to evaluate the summer transfer business at the end of the window. Um, yeah, it's hard to say that now, but at, at present, as things present on the face of things, I'm not like I'm not thrilled. I'm not infused by by what I've seen and heard and read. No way. Mm. Dan, uh, how about you? Are you are you infused a bit more than Shabs is, or are you a bit down on it? Um, I'm not infused. Um, I would say mainly because I'm not seeing players leave. Um, I'm seeing lots of talk of players leaving, but there's supposedly a lot of exits that need to happen and they're not happening. Um, you know, maybe people can say I'm impatient, this, that, and the other, but um, <laughs> I think I think pre-season starting, what, July um, 27th or something like that, right? So we've got so just late, over... Late pre-season this. No, was it late, late or was it July 8th? Oh, yeah, July 8th, you know, a couple weeks' time. You know, so I don't want to see a couple, a few, a few of these guys return. You know, um, Bellerin, Willian, um, Kalasinac. Um, you know, I could keep going. Uh, Sabas is gone. <laughs> Xhaka, uh, Lacazette, Nketiah, um, mm. Maitland-Niles. You know, a lot of players have uncertain futures, and we saw 
what happened last season when we started the, we started the season with um, all of these guys in, in the squad who we didn't know what the club wanted to do with them. Ganduzi, Torreira, all of these guys. It looks, we're hearing talks, you know, fees have been agreed, fees are being discussed. There's interest in this 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 player from this team. Interest big, FC. Interest FC, you know, big man. I just want to see some outgoings and, and mm-hmm. then from there we can get some ingoings, um, get, get some things cooking because um, I think once we get these guys out, we know exactly where the club is going to recruit, you know, and then we can we can sort of decide where um, where where resources can be spent because right now spending fifty million pound on a centre back seems crazy, you know. But if you hear Rob Holding's going out or Saliba's going out, Saliba. um, it makes it makes more sense, you know mm. what I mean, right? So. Um, I think that uncertainty is what makes me a bit uneasy because the club, you know, <laughs> they don't do their best to to sort of protect players. They don't do their best to sort of um, stop these rumours going around. And you can you can probably say what club does do that. But I think with Arsenal especially, there's far too much uncertainty around too many players in this squad. So um, until I see more outgoings happen, um, I can't be confident about the business that they're going to do because... When you see links um, to to forwards, but Lacazette's still here, they're talking about Lacazette getting an extra year. You can't really buy into to, to those links, you know. Like you're, they're saying, "All right, we're gonna, you know, um, meet Isak's release clause." Right. Well, if Lacazette's still here, that's not going to happen, is it? You know. So um, it's definitely a funny one. I think there's a lot of business to do. Um, and there's not that much time um, to do it in. If I'm seeing Lacazette here loading up, wearing next season's kit, you know, um, we might as well sign out for the next season, to be honest. It's a, it's, it's a write-off. Yeah, and you, you did mention the byproducts of Ben White thing. We've been discussing what the implications that it has on Saliba. And then, obviously, uh, was it today? I think it was today, this morning. Um, was it GFFN, was it, that said that... Um, you know, that Saliba hasn't had the assurances and, you know, he looks likely to leave and up for sale and all these kind of really uh, triggering words to all us Saliba stands, right? We're, I was very triggered this morning um, re- reading these these comments. Um, look, it's, it's a very, very difficult situation to discuss because we know about 10% of what is going on. So it's very it's very hard to have a um, a conclusive opinion based on all the facts because we just don't have them. Um, but it's very hard to look at this Ben White situation and try and paint a picture where <laughs> where Saliba is actually going to have a future at this football club, right? Um, unless it's something that we just do not envisage envisage Arteta doing, right? If it's, you know, potentially uh, playing a free at the back or Ben White is a right back and Saliba is a right centre back, maybe Saliba at left centre back. All of these things don't really seem that tangible to allow Saliba the playing time that he needs. And when you are seeing, you know, these reports of Saliba now being linked with a move away on loan or or, on a transfer or whatever it is it is quite concerning because um we just continue to fuck this situation fucking real good that word to tobes that's what (laughs) that's what we fucking we're doing 
whoa, whoa, buddy, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Shabs, um, any any further thoughts on the whole Saliba situation? I know we've done this topic to death, but um is there any is there any light at the end of the tunnel for, for this Saliba situation? No, man, it's hard, man. It's hard to see some silver lining. I'll be like, let's let's keep it a buck. Like there's a catalogue of fuck ups that have taken place since we confirmed the signing of this guy. Yeah. And some of them are not Arteta's fault. Some of them I hold Arteta responsible for. A lot of them, and probably the most severe ones, I can hold Arteta and Edu equally accountable for. Yeah. And until I see, like, I'm going with what's in front of me and what I see with my eyes. Until I see different, yeah, I, I'm not going to reevaluate my stance or my position on that. If I'm making all this hoo ha now and going hard for the boy, in the words of my man there, you know, <laughs> if I'm the if I'm if I'm if I'm doing all this and then I see some back three at the start of next season and we're doing three four three and you know he's a he's a, he's a key part of that a mainstay or he's getting those regular minutes then cool like I, you know I I've got to come back here and just hold my peace and just say you know what I'm sorry in it like I, I was hasty but right now it is what it is man like I just see this is this is what I see this is what I'm going I'm going by I think the way that we've dealt with him has been horrendous like from a perspective of a young footballer a young promising footballer um and the people who are coming out by the way yeah and saying oh by the way if he's such a big player if he's such a promising player why is it the likes of nice and newcastle who are being linked with him you fucking idiots yeah That's yeah my- fuck off man i hate i hate people like that I, and i know exactly who the people you're fucking talking about like, uh, like you're idiots. Like you're just idiots. I will say the name, but I don't want to give them the the. No, I'm, I'm just, yeah, like whatever on an individual basis or you know our collectives. You're idiots. That's that's mm. that's. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, man, and it is tiring talking about him. It is tiring because we're we're saying the same things about him. Like there's an opportunity to play and get game time. So what has he done that you know that that means that he's not got any of that he's not been afforded any of that no small trust minutes here and there like you know we talk about Balogun's and like you know Arteta's serial underuse of Balogun and Martinelli which I've caveat a bit because he's already kind of broken the first team but even Balogun got small small trust minutes here and there Saliba they didn't even register him for the for the for, for, for I forgot to register him you know if I'm Saliba I'd be like I don't even want to fucking come back you're, like, exactly. you, you're treating me like a fucking dick like a mug. and this is the risk that we're running with it like imagine that's a big administrative error yeah mm. that, that whole department's got a goal like on mm. ice, like you Sally, Sally, she's got to go, mate. Yeah, she makes a mean cup of tea, but she's got to go to the 50 plus redundancies that we had last summer. You add mm. them, like, you can't make errors like that when it comes to this. You've got you've got agents in his ear, yeah, just telling him, Listen, mate, like you, you've been there, you collected your money. There's big clubs that's in for you, patiently waiting. Don't re sign with these guys, they're agents. Look at their look at their league form anyway. You know, what I mean, they've got no place soon come and we'll just cash cash another payday and you'll play minutes you know what i mean yeah. and then we lose out on the like we spend 30 mil on this guy we potentially lose out on this guy like if if if, if we had to sell him now we're getting 30 mil for him i don't think we are 
I think as well, it's like the, 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 the concerning bit is not even that uh, um, he's played a few games and, you know, maybe he's not, you know, performed or excelled or whatnot. This guy's not played a single minute. You know, I think even even someone like Park Chu Young, um, Lucas Perez, who, you know, Wenger was very, very down on, didn't really rate, didn't really want these, these kind of signings. They got to play in the League Cup you know, before they were banished um, and decided that they weren't good enough. Um, I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen treatment like this for a £30 million player, you know, or signing. Um, so much so that people are inventing scenarios saying, you know, uh, it, the deal was so dodgy that if we play him, we're going to get investigated by, you know, this, that and the other party or body and all of this nonsense. Do you know what I mean? I just think it just makes very, very little sense. And I, I, I genuinely believe um, that he will be given his chance, even though I am fuming. I don't like the links. I don't like the the talk of um, the talk of him going on loan and whatnot. Just because if we give any credence to how the manager spoke about him, what Edu has said about him, etc., um, it very much seems that you know he he will be given a fair crack um, of the whip. Um, to to prove himself, um, and that's that's what I'm really hoping because I don't really understand how. You can you can sign someone, not give them any minutes, not really even give them a preseason. If after what you said was that you know he needed this transitional year where he can play lots of games and he can perform, well, he played twenty times you know in half a season last year, um, played very well, you know top fifteen, top thirteen centre backs in France, this that and the other in half a season. So fine, let's 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 look at him um, and let's see because uh, I'm sorry. If if you're if you're basically deciding after you know on on, on two and a half games um, of preseason where he's not played for six months that this guy is not good enough um, to play for Arsenal then you got to screw loose you know and that's not really the the sort of due diligence that you want a manager to be doing full stop let alone about um, a promising um, young player and I think even if Ben White comes in ideal scenario um, will be. They extended Rob Holden's contract um, to sort of take that pressure off Saliba. Um, so that will say we have five centre-backs next year. Um, Saliba can play on the left side. He can play on the right side. He can share uh, rotational minutes with Gabriel Murray as well as White and Holden. Um, he gets, you know, 15 to 20 appearances, all competitions. We move Holden on and then Saliba can, can then become one of the four um, centre backs that we have, so that would be an ideal situation. Hopefully, that's what the club does. Mm. Um, but, but you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, it, I mean that would be the ideal situation, right? And I mean, just to caveat it, he's still only nineteen years old, right? Is he nineteen? Twenty, maybe max. I mean, yeah, I think he he's is, just turned twenty. He's yeah. fucking young, isn't he? Like he's. <laughs> He is, he is, he's still a kid. So I don't want to put too much expectation on him. And, you know, yeah, we can compare it to Fafana and stuff like that. But no, no, no two, no two players' careers ever work out on the same trajectory and path and stuff like that. Everyone goes down the same path. One situation isn't any, any different to the, um, to another one. Like it, it football just doesn't work that way. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to write it off, but, I just just doesn't look great 
it really doesn't look great to me. And um, on that note, I think we'll leave it there because we want to go and watch the um, the France game. Um, any any uh, who do you want England to get? Eh? Portugal. Yeah. So you guys supporting England, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. I want them to go far, man. I need, I need Bukayo Saka to yeah. come back a European champion. Do you get me? Oh yeah. God! Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can run bare agendas. Then yeah, we can cook. Yeah. We can cook. You know, Saka, a Saka, a Saka. Um, <laughs> you know, a Saka man of the match in the European final. Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing silver today. Yesterday he was wearing gold. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, he switched yeah. out to me. He switched out to me. Y'all finishes. Y'all done. Anyway, let's let's leave it there, um, guys. If you want to become a patron and take a listen to our Albert Lokonga piece. Uh, we did that. We released that on Tuesday. So that's uh, available to download on our Patreon. You can join for as little as £5 a month. Um, so show some support to the Tashi Gooners if you like what we do. There'll be plenty more of that, those kind of pieces of content coming out. Maybe we'll do a, a James Madison piece this week. I, I, what do you reckon, guys? Eh? What do you reckon? So, um, I'm, I'm if you, yeah, but we could do it. We could go into a bit more depth about James Madison and uh, what he would represent signing for Arsenal. Um, as always, Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And we'll be back uh, this week with another Patreon piece and next week with another Touch Goodness plug. Take it easy, guys. Network.